In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, beloved Orthodox Christians, brothers and sisters in Christ, we have entered the blessed time of Triodion, the blessed time of repentance, of compunction, of cleansing of soul, where the first, first three weeks prepare us for the Holy and Great Lent by teaching us from the Gospels, from the parables of our Savior concerning humility, concerning repentance, concerning establishing a true, healthy relationship with our God. And the first of the Sundays of the Triodion, we are taught by a parable, by, by a Savior in a parable concerning two men who went up to a temple to pray. One among them was a Pharisee and another was a publican. Now we should understand what it means that one was a Pharisee and another was a publican. The Pharisees were considered among the Jewry, among the Hebrew people, to be the paragons, the exemplars of piety, of righteousness. They were the ones who were the righteous and the pious, the examples of how one should live and how one should pray, how, should, how to fast, how to be just men. And who were the publicans? The publicans were synonymous to sinners, because publican means a tax, uh, um, the one who collects tax for the government. In those days, that was a very unjust business, because the government, Roman or other, would give so much or that they needed for the taxes for the, for the whole year, and the rest was given to them how much they would actually take from the people. And it was understood that they were extortionists. They were people who, who were sinners by def definition. That is why many times in the Holy Gospel we find uh, uh, two uh, grouped together, the publicans and sinners. That is, there was no difference between them. So in the eyes of men, these two men, when they went to, uh, to the temple to pray, one was a righteous one, a Pharisee, and he must have been heard by God. And the other, the publican, he was a sinner. He must have been rejected by God in his prayer. But what did actually happen? What happened when these two men went up? Out they came from the temple after their prayer, and our Savior says that Pharisee was condemned in his prayer. His prayer was not accepted by God. And the publican, the one who is a sinner, the one who people didn't deal with, his prayer was heard. He came out justified from the temple. So what happened? How did this marvelous exchange of, of places happen in the temple? What happened there that one who is by people considered a righteous man was rejected by God, and one who was considered a sinner was accepted by God. We can see it in their prayer. How their prayer pray and how they pray to God reveals their inner mind, their inner world, their heart, their soul, what is what's actually going inside them, not what people see from the outside, but what God sees in the heart. And so let us listen to the prayer of the Pharisee. What does he say? I thank you, God, he starts. As if this is a good start. But what is he thanking God for? He's thanking God for, for not being like other men. This is not a prayer. This is boasting, gorging in our own selves. This is not a prayer to God. In fact, when we once says that, thank you that I'm not like other men, and starts to enumerate his own good deeds, one shows that he doesn't need God at all. He is his own savior. 
His good works save him. He has already secured, purchased for himself salvation, and now he can, like Narcissus, looking in the waters and delighting in his own self, spiritually, delight in his own self. That was the mistake of the Pharisee. His prayer revealed his inner world, and his inner world, God was not present there. His own good works were there. His own self was there as his own savior. And that is the definition of self-righteousness. Not righteousness, self-righteousness. This is a beautiful word that the English language has, which actually cannot be translated into many other languages. Self-righteousness, when one considers himself already to be righteous. And Self-righteousness and righteousness are as far apart from each other and opposed to each other as do uh, as our day from night and as our, uh, the, the, the sky from, the, from earth. That is how far away they are, self-righteousness from righteousness. For a self-righteous man, God is not present there, as I, as I said. He does not need God as his savior. He already has been saved by his works, by he, the deeds that he has done. He is unable by definition to look at himself in any other way except with delight of how many good things he does, how good a person he is. And that is the downfall of the Pharisee. For what do we hear in the Prophet, in the writings of Prophet Isaiah, God say to, to the Israelites, All your righteousness, your righteousness, are as cast off soiled rags in my sight. That is what God says, our Savior, concerning the good works of which we boast. As soon as we start boasting of our good works, they become like soiled rags in the sight of our God. Because how can we boast of something that we are supposed to do? It is akin to a man, to translate into to our everyday life, that he should start boasting day after day about him, how he breathes, or how he eats, and how he drinks. Can we boast of such a thing? No. We do these things because we're supposed to do. Because if we don't, we will die. So just as a foolish will be a man who says that how great a man I am, I breathe every day. And how stupid and foolish would that be? The same way it is foolish to boast of good works. Why? Because just as breathing is necessary to live, and if you don't breathe, you will die, the good works are there not because they are some kind of merits that we accumulate, but rather if we didn't do them, we would fall straight away in their opposites, which is sin. Therefore, the good works, as our Savior tells us, we are supposed to do. Even if you accomplish to keep the whole law, our Savior says, all the commandments say, we are worthless servants. That what we are supposed to do, that is what we did. Nothing up and above the necessary. That is how one should look at his good works. It is necessary for me to do them. Because if I don't, I will fall in their opposite, which is sin. Therefore, by definition, one cannot be boastful of his good works, of what he does, the keeping of the commandments, but rather say that that is what I supposed to do, that what I did. And if one starts to be boastful, 
straight away his good works will become instead of uh, the means of of struggling instead of proofs that we truly want to be with God and we prove it by struggling instead of that they will become like cast off soiled rags in the sight of God that is why the Pharisee was condemned his inner world his prayer revealed his inner world his mind his heart and in there there was no place for God there was only place for his own ego and boastfulness and gorging in his own self. That is why he was rejected by God. And what happened to the publican? What do we hear in his prayer? He was a wise man. And one who was a publican knew the scriptures. And what do the scriptures tell us? What is an offering, a sacrifice acceptable to God? A broken heart, a humble spirit, a heart that is broken and, and, uh, and humbled uh, is no, shall not be rejected by God, but rather that is the sacrifice to God. When we humble our spirit, when we break our heart and never look for any good that we have done to be boastful in that, but rather offer to our Savior a humbled, repentant, broken spirit. That, in that offering, our Savior is well pleased. And this is what this man, a publican, offered to God. He didn't even deem himself worthy to go up in the front rows of the, of the temple, but rather stayed behind. He didn't even consider him, himself worthy to look up to heaven, but rather he had his head uh, uh, downcast and offered unto God this one thing, repentance in humility, brokenness of heart, asking for forgiveness. That is what was not found in the Pharisee, but was found in publican. Did he know, did he have no good works? There was nothing good that he had done? Of course he had done some good. Every man has done good things, every man has done bad things, but he didn't look for the good things he had done. He came there not to boast in any boast himself in anything the good he had done. He didn't come there to say that how good man he is, and despite all these things that he has done, that he's still a good man, and that will be good enough for him to, to save to be saved. No, nothing of the sort. He simply offered to God his sinfulness in brokenness of heart brokenness of spirit and repentance and humility. That is why he was justified. In his heart, the there was place for God because he knew that he needed God for his salvation. No good works would save him. God is the Savior. And he saves those who offer him true sacrifice, sacrifice of repentance, of brokenness of heart. That is what was found in the publican, and that is what was not found in the Pharisee. Let us translate this to ourselves now, for we come to the temple as well. Every Sunday we are at the monastery every day. Let us be wise and not fall in the trap of the Pharisee, and never look for any good to boast in it, to remember it, to bring it to God as a as a testimony of how good we are. Let us never fall in this foolishness of remembering any good that we have done. Our right hand shouldn't know what good the, right, the left hand does and vice versa. Let us not come to the temple of God with boastfulness. Let us not soil our prayer 
with boastfulness, with self-righteousness, with indulging and gorging ourselves in all any good that we have done. Let us not be foolish like that Pharisee was a foolish man who offered unto God that foolish and insulting prayer. There was not a prayer at all. But let us come as a publican, never looking for any good that we have done, never gorging and boasting ourselves in it, but rather to come to offer that one sacrifice that our Savior is well pleased in, humble heart, broken spirit, offering him this sacrifice, asking for forgiveness, seeking his face, because we know that he is the Savior, he is the one that saves, not our good works, not our good intentions, but rather he himself who is our Savior. And if we come with this spirit, and if we strive to pass, especially this upcoming uh, period of Lent, of, of, of fasting, and strive, especially during the Lent, to have this disposition, then we shall pass truly in a blessed way the time of repentance, and we will reach the Pascha with rejoicing and with much blessings. Of this, may I Savior, deem us worthy. Amen. Let's say a little song all the time. Let's say, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Oh, Lord, my God, Father, pray the ark and have mercy.